Two Kids and a Career is a production of Jill Divine Media. We have a group chat, you know, so the kids and I all together will send each other little snippets of things. Um, I feel very, very connected with them, even though none of them are here right now. It's just so easy to reach out to them, you know, and, and to hear from them often. That's a big deal. I mean, especially for their ages and where they are. So yeah, that's okay. Gives me hope. That gives yeah, me a lot of hope. Yeah, we have a good relationship <laughs> and I'm just really careful to not judge them, to let them make their decisions, their mistakes, and to be supportive to them. Because I think that's what we all need from our parents at any age, right? Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of Two Kids and a Career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. Don't forget to stick around until the end of the episode for our super mom shout out. And if you have a nominee, all you have to do is email me, hello at jilldevine.com. So I have a, a very busy woman joining me today. I can't wait to talk about all this busy stuff that you do. It's not just busy, it's your career. Sarah Bernard, how are you? Hi, Jill. I'm good. Thank you. And yes, I, I am busy. But we're all busy, right? <laughs> well, I wanted to ask if the first question, with all of your accolades and everything that you're doing, is it because you have older kids or is this how life has always been for Sarah? Oh, it has nothing to do with my kids. Oh my okay. <laughs> it's probably easier now that they're older for sure. But um, I've always been one of those people to kind of jump in and, you know, get involved and do a lot of different things at once. The activities have changed over the years as my kids have grown, but um, it's, yeah, it's just me. It's all me. I want to talk about all Sarah because all Sarah has lots of stuff. But since we just mentioned the kids, let's talk about them. Jack, Mary Alex, and Michael. Jack is 24. Mary Alex is 22. Michael is 19. Right. Three kids. I mean, I'm already like two is more than enough and you have three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it a blur? A little bit of it a blur? I mean, yes and no. It's so much easier now with them having fairly independent lives for sure. But, um, you know, it's funny, um, having three kids, I've always felt that one of them got half of my attention and the mm. other two got the other half. You know, there's yeah. always one that needs a little bit more at any given time. And they were all, you know, fairly close in age. So growing up um, when they were little, it was easy to kind of lump them together to do, you know, whatever it is we were doing. Um, they got busier as they got into grade school, middle school, of course, different activities, but they, you know, also got more ind independent. Um, you know how that is. I mean, mm -hmm. they just start leading their own lives. And um, now none of them are even here in St. Louis at home anymore. Um, one's still in college and two are out of college, but um, it's been, it's really great to see them 
leading their own lives and learning independence and all of that. But I still just sent all three of them cookies a couple weeks ago. <laughs> because that's what us moms do. That's right. I, still, I had to make cookies for somebody and it wasn't for myself. <laughs> Where do they live? Uh, so Jack lives in Austin, Texas, and uh, Mary Alex is in Albany, New York, and Michael is in school in the Bronx in New York City. So two wow. in the state of New York and one in Texas. I try to picture this in my head. Like I know when some people say that they grow up too fast, which they do, and that you'll want some of these days back. There, No, I don't want some of these days back. I'm I'm sorry. I do not. I, I don't miss getting up every two to four hours in the middle of the night. Right. Anyway, but I think about my relationship with my parents now, and, and that's exciting to me too. So whenever I start to think about them growing older, I do take myself and, and look at my parents and think, okay, well, these are so many different unique relationships and memories that you'll have throughout these years. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I still, I'm, I'm really excited for the holidays this year with the kids coming home. Um, we have a group chat, you know, so the kids and I all together, we'll send each other little snippets of things. Um, I feel very, very connected with them, even though none of them are here right now. Um, and, and it probably never will be again for any great like length of time. And one of them's still in college, so he'll be home for, you know, longer breaks. But um, I am so excited to see them leading their own lives, to learn financial independence. And I don't mean just because I don't have to pay for them, but just to, for them to, <laughs> to learn those skills and to see, um, you know, how they're making decisions and how, and I compare it to when I was their age and how I made decisions. And it's just, um, it's really, it's just so great. And I don't feel any less of a mom or parent to them. You know, I, I feel like they still, they still reach out. We're still very close. I feel like in a sense, I'm closer to them and they're closer to each other than I was at their age to my own um, nuclear family. Oh. I feel like I was more independent and these kids are all independent yet. They, maybe it's just through the messaging systems and things that we have now that we didn't have then. I feel um, it's just so easy to reach out to them, you know, and, and to hear from them. I mean, I hear from my kids, oh gosh, several times a week, I'd say maybe not every day, but Often. That's a big deal. I mean, especially for their ages and where they are. So yeah, that's okay. Gives me hope. That gives yeah, me a lot of hope. Yeah, <laughs> we have a good relationship and I'm just really careful to not judge them, to let them make their decisions, their mistakes and to be supportive to them. Because I think that's what we all need from our parents at any age, right? Somebody did talk to me about that. It was just a random talk. And she said that, I don't even really know how it got brought up, but she has learned that she wants her daughters to come to her. And she said, so I have to be careful on how I react, even if it is something that I want to be like, what in the heck? So she says she just does this thing where she says, mm-hmm. Okay. And then she kind of just sees if they'll tell her more, but she's like, I really have to put on that face to, to listen to them because it is what's going on in their head and it's going on in their life. And you don't want to push them away. You want them to come to you and you just have to 
be there to listen. And I that's some really good advice because I know sometimes you get that facial expression and you're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not talking to her anymore about this. I'm out. Yeah. And it's a skill. That's an important skill, not just for our own kids, for our children, but for our clients and our um, friends, right. To be able to, to be open to listening. um, So we can practice on our kids. (laughs) Yes. It's, It's important really for everybody. It's something that I've, I personally have spent a lot of time trying to really learn and understand over the past few years, for sure. Oh, that's so crazy you bring it up because that is something that I just recently came across. Like, hey, we need, just because we may not have the same views doesn't mean we have to show each other hate. It's about learning about the other person and saying, okay, so why do you, why do you think that way? I mean, what happened um, to shape your view on that? Or why do you do something this way? I, I, you know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. it is one of those things where it has been automatic. If you don't like it that way, how it's done, how it's said, what you think, you kind of just go after that person or you get them away from you. But really, we could all learn from one another and we could all shape one another in different ways and expose each other to different attitudes and different views. Yeah, I find that more often than not, it's not that we disagree with other people and their point of view. We don't fully understand their point of Mm, view and asking them to articulate it, why, why it is that they believe what they believe will open our eyes to a new point of view, perhaps that we didn't understand or didn't even know about. Um, and I always think, you know, at the end of our lives, nobody is going to remember or care what our opinion was on one thing or another. It's really how we treat other people that will yeah. be remembered. So um, yes, remembering that about people in our lives and, you know, and we're all for our, our opinions are formed by so many different uh, variables, right? And my exposure to those variables and yours might be completely different or opposite. That doesn't mean that at our heart and soul, we aren't very connected or very similar. Right. Love that. Love that so much. Okay, let's talk about Sarah and all of the hats that you're wearing. I mean, you have your main hat. Well, I don't even know. Is your main hat the real estate definitely everything pretty much comes from a real estate um, platform okay my my business that is my um, professional career but it didn't always start that way so I haven't been doing real estate my entire life but everything that I'm doing right now um, is for the most part everything is related to um, my real estate business yes okay so I wanted to talk to you because you are a female entrepreneur I am now a female entrepreneur and I wanted to get your take on that and and even talk about the real estate. I mean, you're in plays, you're on (laughs) STL TV. I mean, you're doing a lot of stuff. So talk to me about that first initial female entrepreneur title and and what it meant to you and, and how you coped with it. I've always loved business, Um, although my leading up through, I guess, my bachelor's degree in college, I was much more arts focused, although there were elements of business throughout my childhood and teenage years and college years, certainly that came into play. But um, 
you know, it's funny. Um, entrepreneurship, I think oftentimes um, is embraced by people who like to control. And that's not something that I really um, admire about myself or want to be, <laughs> feel like I need, because it's one of the things as I, as my businesses have grown, I've had to learn how to let go of control and let other people lead and um, develop their skills. Um, so, um, but naturally I think we're drawn to having our own businesses and, and um, through our own ability to be creative thinkers um, to juggle a lot, to be organized, to be inquisitive, and to think about um, how we can um, embrace all these ideas going around in our head and turn it into a business. Whereas if we work for somebody, and I've done that, I've, I came up through the corporate world, so I've definitely been in that world as well. Um, but we take what works there and then we can apply it to our own business. So I benefited greatly from all the training um, and leaders that I worked for over the years. Um, but ultimately, um, going from the corporate environment to entrepreneurship, for me, was more of a lifestyle decision, I would say. Um, and a lot of it came from having three children and needing to have a little bit more flexible life. Um, though flexibility um, comes with um, its own I issues, right? Because yeah. when you have a, uh, your own business, you tend to, you can get, you can end up working seven days a week. So you have to be careful there. I'd like to know how you got into real estate and then also how the pandemic is affecting real estate as of right now. So real estate, I, I call myself the accidental real estate agent. <laughs> it was never something that I set out to do. It was, I love houses. I love homes. I've never spent any time watching HGTV. So it's not about that so much. Um, I like, I like to be surrounded by um, beautiful environment. Um, so I guess that's my attraction to, to houses and homes, but being a real estate agent per se was never something that I planned on doing it was I was more attracted to it as an industry and as a business um, and I got into it very haphazardly and sort of backwards where in 2008 um, I started I bought an investment property and with the intent of turning it into a short-term vacation rental and it was at um, Innsbruck Resort just outside of St. Louis and um, I saw an opportunity and I owned a home there where I took my kids. You know, we spent a lot of time there, our family, um, and the kids got to experience nature and, and swimming in lakes and fishing and hunting for frogs and all that kind of stuff. And I, <laughs> I thought, you know, it would be great for other families to, be, to experience this who maybe wouldn't want to, pr to purchase a home but would want to rent a home for a weekend or a week or whatever. So I got into real estate as a vacation rental owner, and it was when the industry, the vacation rental industry was very much in its infancy. Um, it had been around for a while, but it wasn't what it is today. Um, Airbnb was just a seed of an idea in two young men's minds at that point. It, Airbnb wasn't even a website. Mm. Uh, so got into real estate, um, developing a business around these short-term vacation rentals. And um, it, in years of developing that, and then I'd say about six or seven years into that is when I 
actually got a real estate license. And a lot of people said to me, you should get a, your real estate license. You're in real estate, but in a different branch of it, if you will. And I had no interest because my perception of real estate agents was somewhat negative. It just, I, I saw it more as a hobby um, and as opposed to a business. Okay. And when I started studying and learning more about it, that's when I saw the opportunity and I thought, this is really a business. I have an MBA um, and I, um, I love business. And all of a sudden, as I started learning about real estate, I thought I could apply all those skills and things I, I learned um, in business school to develop a real estate business. So that was my attraction to it much more than homes, you know, mm -hmm. showing homes, selling homes. Um, and so I started very beginning of 2014. So it really wasn't even that long ago, but I've built this business. I still have the vacation rentals. We have 17 properties now that we manage or own or both. And then uh, a real estate business with a pretty, um, a decent sized team. And we do, um, many, you know, dozens of transactions every year. So it's gotten, um, we've grown it and it's been awesome to see it grow and see the people who work for me grow in their, in their businesses. When you were talking about Innsbruck, I immediately perked up because if you're not from the St. Louis area, or even if you are from the St. Louis area and you haven't heard of Innsbruck, it is, we consider it out west. It's, um, I. What do you say about a forty-minute drive, thirty-minute drive from St. Louis? So it depends. It's pretty much an hour from the Arch. Okay. Yeah. So it's, okay. It's, I, almost from any place in St. Louis, it's about forty-five to sixty-minute drive. It's very easy drive to an incredible getaway. Um, that when you're there, you feel like you're hours away from St. Okay. Louis. Okay. Well, that's what I've been interested in because we have never been, and I'm born and raised here, but I always have heard of Innsbruck, but now I feel like it's getting more attention. Do you yeah. find that to be true? hundred percent. And the reason, um, well, there's just, there's a lot of reasons, but Okay, it's definitely grown in um, notoriety and popularity over the past few years. Part of it is from the vacation rentals. So ours, I have the um, a big, huge uh, majority of the vacation rentals there, but vacation rentals uh, bring, they, um, uh, they're an opening for people to experience the resort who like from my very beginning in 2008, when I thought some people would like to experience this for a weekend, who wouldn't want to commit to purchasing a second home. So it's still the same thing, but now just the quantity of opportunity has has grown. And so a lot more people in the region and from the whole Midwest are experiencing Innsbruck and they're talking about it and you hear about it. So that's been going on for several years. But what's happened this year is the pandemic, which you referenced earlier. And mm -hmm. um, all of a sudden, Innsbruck and places like Innsbruck um, across the country, but we've been fortunate here in the, in the Midwest because we were not shut down. Our vacation rentals were not shut down by our governor. So people were able to go there and it, all of a sudden schools at home, works at home, everything's at home. So why not take, make home uh, someplace different looking out at a lake or whatever, you know? So, um, a lot more people have experienced, um, Innsbruck here in our marketplace, but it's certainly in other places or similar types of 
resort communities that have just grown in popularity during the pandemic. Well, yeah, because you want to look at four different walls. Even if you have to stay in a house, you want to look at four different walls. Right, right. Um, What are some of the amenities, though, at Innsbruck? So Innsbruck is 8,000 acres. Um, So comparing that to um, Forest Park in St. Louis, I believe it's about 1,200 acres. So it's much larger. There's 100 lakes at Innsbruck of various sizes. And um, it's a quiet, they're quiet lakes. So there's no... um, water skiing or speed boats, but there's kayaking and canoes and pontoon boats with trolling motors and fishing boats and that kind of thing. There's also an 18-hole golf course. There's tennis and pickleball, and there's an outdoor swimming pool in the summertime, um, hiking trails, um, you know, lots of things to do, but also every property for the most part is an individual type home. So you can go there and literally play board games, <laughs> have that yeah. sort of old fashioned lifestyle, never do anything and never play golf or tennis or hike and, and just get away, you know, look at lot, lots of wildlife. So what about, I mean, the, the main question, the safety precautions. So what we've done from the very beginning of the pandemic, uh, when of course we started getting that question, what are the safety precautions? So one of the things that, um, we put into place is anybody with confirmed COVID doesn't come. You know, we offer a credit for a future stay or whatever. You know, we work it out with each family. It has hardly ever happened, though. I say that, and in the, what, we're six or seven months into this pandemic now, it's maybe happened two times. I mean, it's very rare. So certainly we don't have people, um, at least to our knowledge, and I think our guests are pretty upfront with us, but we don't have anybody quarantining there because they are sick. Um, And then our cleaning protocol, which always was above, you know, like it was very, very excellent. Now we took it to a different level, which we use all the CDC recommended products. Our housekeepers wear masks. Um, If we can, we'll have space in between guests, but we don't, we don't always, we're not always able to do that because we've been literally back to back to back to back with guests and with all these properties even still. But um, if a guest needs to have that or feels better about having that, we offer them the option to, of course, to purchase nights prior to their, to their arrival. Um, we can, we discount them if we can. Um, but yeah, we, we work with each individual um, family that comes, but so far, um, knock on wood, we've had absolutely no problems. We've had no COVID cases at any of our properties. Um, it's all been very, it's, we've just, it's just been good. It's been good stuff that, for people. That's awesome. We've I increased our Wi-Fi settings ah. <laughs> all of our properties so that people can <laughs> do their Zoom meetings and all that in the middle of the woods. So, well, I definitely have it on the agenda to check out sometime in the new near future. If someone wants to do the same, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, so they can, um, the best thing to do is to go to our website, which is www.sarahbernardchalets.com. So Sarah, S-A-R-A-H-B-E-R-N-A-R-D, chalets is C-H-A-L-E-T-S.com. They can also call us at 314-410-5757. Um, but if they go to the website, they can see all of our properties. They can put their dates in, um, you know, there's, uh, that's probably a great place to start. Okay. And I will have all of this 
linked up in the show notes at jilldevine.com as well. Uh, Switching from the real estate game to acting and TV. (laughs) Tell me more. Yeah. So, um, well, like I said, growing up, I was very arts um, oriented music primarily. And when I went to college, I went to Kalamazoo College in Michigan. I was a music and French double major. Um, Music has just always been a part of my life. Um, You know, high school did all the musicals and that kind of thing. And um, when I was in college, I focused on um, writing music, so composition, and also string, bass, you know, jazz and classical, and, and then every music major spends a fair amount of time singing and playing piano. So that's all, you know, part of that whole skill set that you develop as a music student. So um, when I, but my focus really was on going into arts management. So I love performing, but I um, spent time as an undergrad uh, interning for a recording studio in Philadelphia and in a symphony in Houston. And when I graduated, I came back to St. Louis and went to work for the Fox Theater, where I was the general sales manager. So all of that arts um, background, and I mean, that was just a part of me. I just love, um, I love the arts. I can't imagine a world without the arts. And we're almost imagining it right now because we barely have it. Uh, (laughs) During the pandemic, it's been really hard for all of us. But um, I, so as my children, got to be like elementary school age and I really wanted to do be performing. I got them involved and we started doing community theater together as a family. So my kids, I mean, it was just exactly the same thing where they would audition for a show. I would audition too. We'd get cast in different musicals, um, community theater around town. And it was really, really fun as a parent to um, not just be supporting my kids in their artistic endeavors, but to be joining them in that. And when we're on, when we were on stage together, um, we were equal. I wasn't the mom and they were the kids. If you're backstage, you're all listening to the director. You're all waiting for your cue. And it, it really changed. Um, It was really just, super fun to spend that time with my kids, all three of them performing um, with me as they were growing up. And um, so, and I did music at church and music out in the community and that kind of thing. I, along the way, got into television um, as a TV host for STL TV. And um, it's never been a full-time endeavor. It was part-time, but I've done it for longer than I've done real estate. Honestly, it's been a oh. big part of my life. And um, I still am a TV host for STL TV, which is the city of St. Louis's public um, television network. And um, I hosted for many years a show called STL Live, which is all about community um, Uh, organizations and businesses and things like that. It was a talk show. I'm now hosting a show called The Issues, which is um, a a panel discussion show. And we shoot it once a month. Right now we're shooting it on Zoom, Um, just like the major networks. Everybody's on Zoom right now. Yeah. Um, During the pandemic, the first couple months, I did a real estate show um, that I 
I did, we shot it by Zoom. I did it from my home and it was interviewing people in the real estate industry. So inspectors, um, lenders, other real estate agents about how they were operating in this new normal. So TV um, has just, it's something I'm very comfortable doing. I love being in front of the camera. I could never be behind the camera because I wouldn't have a clue what to do. <laughs> but it's something easy for me. Then I, I've also along the way I do um, talent work, so I will do the occasional TV commercial, radio, that kind of thing, um, as part of a talent agency. So um, it's just really, um, I guess, if it's a really fun hobby that I get paid for, and um, I just I really love it. When do you sleep? I do sleep. Actually, I do sleep. <laughs> I do a lot of other things too. I have friends. I, I I work out. I have a great fitness regime. I love to read. I still play piano. Um, so yeah, oh, that's a lot. You yeah, have a lot a good, going on. I've got a really good uh, team at work. Good staff. Um, you know, I when I was doing a weekly TV show for a while, where I would take half a day off every week and go into the studio and record and. I stopped doing that about a year ago because it really just got my business just grew so much and it was hard to leave. Sometimes I'd be negotiating a contract, walking into a studio and <laughs> like say, hold that for two hours while I go to the show. Right. Um, so I've had, I've learned to balance it. I think that that's all you can do. At some point you have to figure out what you can give and what you can, you know, take on and what you can't and, and then just go from there. I mean, but, the great thing is you get to still do it, just not every week. Yeah, exactly. And I do it, you know, I like the show I'm I'm hosting right now, they check my schedule before they book the guests, you know, <laughs> Sarah, are you available on this date to shoot? You know, so it they definitely work around around my schedule, which is really, really nice. Well, before we wrap up, because you're so in it with St. Louis and you know what's happening around the city and you know what's happening beyond the city. Is there a particular organization, event, any kind of charity that you want to talk about or highlight? And I know events, it's kind of hard right now because of the pandemic, but maybe there is something that you're seeing that I may not or the listener may not and you have the inside tip on it. Oh, wow. There's so much going on in this city. And I see a lot of it just from my work at the TV station. But one of my favorite organizations is the Shakespeare Festival, Shakespeare St. Louis, um, not just for the festival they do in Forest Park every summer, which they didn't do this summer, <laughs> but for the work they do in the community and the schools, um, they do um, a show, I think it's every fall where they actually go into a, one at part of our community, one neighborhood, and they write a, a Shakespearean style play and they use um, locals from that neighborhood to be the actors. And it uh, um, has a theme to do with whatever's going on in that neighborhood right then. And it's just a really, really great organization. Um, you know, whether or not you love Shakespeare, it doesn't even matter. I mean, one of the things that's great about Shakespeare is it it's transcends the, the centuries. I mean, the, the right. themes in a Shakespearean play written through 400 years ago are the same things that we see today. Nothing really changes. Um, I, so I love that. But but they actually take that gift that Shakespeare gave us and they 
and they they make it real for us today in so many different ways in our schools in our community so i love that organization but there's so many arts organizations um Oh my goodness! I just you know, it's a community theater, um, professional theater. We have a ton of professional theater in this town. That's amazing. Beyond the rep, I mean, everybody knows the rep, but there's so mm-hmm. many other great theater companies here, um, and um, and musical musical organizations. So I love it. I love the arts. I'm a big fan. <laughs> there's a lot to do in this town. There's a lot of sports and that kind of thing, but there's a lot of other things going on too. That is something I learned when I was in radio, how much our city has when it comes to arts, you know, plays, uh, live theater, musicals, TV, movies. I mean, really, St. Louis, I don't think people realize how much we have here. I know. There's so much. And this is such a tough year for all of that, but it'll come back. And um, we're learning how. I mean, it's out there, you know. There's live theater on Zoom right now, for instance. But I did not realize that. Well, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. You have to adapt. So totally makes sense. All right. Well, let me make sure that anybody that wants to get a hold of you, they have all your contact information. Can you give that out again? Yeah. um, So you can reach us um, for real estate. Uh, let me just give that the whole that was sarahbernardrealestate.com is our website for anything real estate. Um, okay. You can actually get to our vacation rentals that way too. But if you want to go just to the vacation rentals, sarahbernardchalets.com. Our office number is 314-780-9070. Or you can also call directly to the Chalet team, 314-410-5757. So I mean, I am so excited to see Innsbruck myself, and I think it's great to have that little gym here right outside of uh, our city of St. Louis. And so if you're looking to get away, that's a perfect place to go. So thank you so much for coming on, Sarah, and telling the listener about that and and about your busy life and your busy kiddos. (laughs) Thanks, Jill. So nice to be here with you. Appreciate it. The Supermom Shoutout is coming up next, but first I want to talk to you about one of the sponsors of the podcast, Evoke Creative. If you're a small business owner and you just don't know why you're not getting clicks, you don't know why you're not getting clients, it might have something to do with your logo. It might have something to do with your website. It might have something to do with what you're putting out on social media. Let the ladies behind Evoke Creative help you figure out what that is and help you start generating income. EvokeCCO.com. That's EvokeCCO.com. Let's go ahead and get to this week's Supermom shout out. It's going to Manda. She is from Hebei, China, and she was nominated by her husband, Tyson. He says, why is she great? She was born poor in rural China and she taught herself English. She married me, which might be her only shortcoming, moved to America, is an amazing stepmom, which arguably could be the most complicated job in the world. She's an amazing mom, an amazing wife, an amazing businesswoman and homesteader. She has taught me the true meaning of being adaptive, so much so that dealing with COVID for us has just been another day in a lifetime of pivots. She is truly amazing. Manda, I see you and I support you. And this is your Supermom shout out. If you want to submit a Supermom shout out like Tyson did for his wife, Manda, all you have to do is email me. Hello at JillDevine.com. Tell me her name, where she's from, 
and why you're shouting her out. You can see past Supermom shoutouts right now on my Instagram at Jill Devine. The highlight reel has a Supermom and you just click on that and you can see these amazing women that I have already shouted out. Amanda, I'm adding you to the list of that wonderful group and I look forward to adding more Supermoms to that highlight reel as well. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Kids in a Career. Your support is so appreciative. I really, really can't thank you enough. Follow along at Jill Devine on Instagram, also online, jilldevine.com. And thank you for supporting Two Kids and a Career.